That's my dad. And that's my kid. And we're inviting you to join us at our dinner table. Now, it's not a meal that we're preparing for your belly, but instead we're serving up some great conversations about experiences and issues that we all have an opinion on. So grab a seat and let's dig in. Yo-ho, mateys! What manner of ridiculousness is this? Yo-ho! You shall not speak of your mother in this matter. Hey, hey, See hey. what I mean? See what I mean? You took it too far. I took you literally at your words, and you can still get a spanking, young lady. I said yo-ho mateys like a pirate, and you went mm. to the left. Oh, that was a left thing to think? Listen, all I said was yo-ho mateys. <laughs> Your granddaughter, as adorable as she is, when I put her in the car, her bow was set to the pirate position because that's how she decided to wear it today. And you know what? I'm letting her make her own choices. That's how she chose to wear it? Yes. Yes. Because here's what happened. I got her dressed today. She has on her adorable little burnt orange bummies that we got from Target. She has her babe onesie. That's all it says across the front is babe. Okay. And then I put this nice little mustard bow in her hair. Now, is this shirt in reference to the big blue ox, babe? Is it in reference to the pig, babe? Or is it in reference to the classic rock song from the group Styx, babe? Which babe is this shirt in reference to? It's in reference to she is a babe, E. Well, that's option number four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she's in this adorable outfit, and she decides that she wants to stand in her crib. Standing before she crawls well. She doesn't crawl well on your floors because they're hardwoods. As opposed to softwoods? As opposed to carpets. Point taken. Not yet seven months. Yeah. She's six months, and she's crawling. Okay. I can handle that. I put her in her crib today. I leave to go get dressed myself because we had errands to run. I come back. She's standing in the crib. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. And I'm like, okay, I can handle standing. Standing is still stationary. That child will not be stationary. Oh, yeah, because here's what she did next. The child has not been stationary since conception. Yeah, I know. That's my fault. I named her Motion. Was that before Brisket and Butterbean? I thought Noah meant rest. Okay. That's Noah with an H. Mm. Noah with an A is motion. Well, it's all your fault then. So. Apparently. So then I call mom and I go, hey, mom, look what your granddaughter's doing. At that point, Noah proceeds to sit down, take her bow and turn it so that the bow is now behind her ear. Like a cute little bandana. It's very pirate-esque. And that's where she wanted it. So then she stands back up and she's holding onto the crib. And I put the phone down so that mom can see her. And Noah proceeds to reach out one hand to me and hold onto the crib with the other hand and walk in the crib to the corner to get to me. She's an overachiever. My child is walking. Yes. My child is talking. She said pops. She said Papa. Close enough. I heard Pops. She has also said Dada, Mama, yeah, okay, but it's more like okay. Yeah, but those are not nearly as important. I'm just saying. 
uh, you're wrong. Mama is the most important. She's also picked up Hi and Bubba. Nice. I don't know if she's calling for her godfather or if she's calling the dog. Depends on who is there to hear it. I'm going to go with the dog. Okay. So thanks for our weekly Noah update. Proud mom. <laughs> Mama's going to need a shot of whiskey to deal with a six-month-old walking. No, you don't need that. You might want it, but you don't need it. We survived you and your sister without liquid courage. You can do the same. Neither one of us were walking at six months. Mm, I don't know if you were or not. We'll have to consult with your mother. So let's move on to our topic of the day, which I am going to have to proceed with the utmost caution because I know this will most likely find another one of your big red buttons and tap dance all over it. Okay. The other day, I was sitting at my desk doing my job. As one does. It's kind of funny you say that because that kind of leads into the topic. One of our customers called and she needed some information and apparently she had already tried to call a couple of other people at my work. Okay. And each person prior to me was not at their desk in order to answer the phone. Okay. So she finally got to me. Her name is Gail. Her and her husband, Steve, own Peachtree Blinds. Hello, Gail. Hello, Steve. <laughs> was that a... Feeble attempt at a bass voice? No, I just... Steve. I'm pretty sure Peachtree put in the shutters at one of my clients' houses. Probably. They're a pretty big business doing all kinds of different window coverings and window treatments, shades and blinds and shutters. Oh, then it was them. Yeah. I remember Steve came in. She had rave reviews about Steve. So... If you need blinds and shutters and other window accoutrements. You can say that, but because they're not our only customer, I can't show favoritism. I can. Gail and Steve of Peachtree Shutters. <laughs> sparkle, 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 sparkle. Anyway. <laughs> Gail called a couple of other people in the business. They were unavailable. Fair. She finally got to me. I answered my phone and she started with, I can't believe you actually answered. I can't get anyone else to answer. And while on one side of the fence, I can see where that can be frustrating. You're a customer, you're calling, you're trying to get in touch with someone, speak to someone, and you have to go through two or three different attempts to finally get to someone. Okay. On the other side of the fence, if they're not at their desk to answer their phone, that means they're really, really busy doing work. Sonia is one of the people that we have mentioned. She's a listener of the podcast. Hello, Sonia. Hi, Sonia. And your many wonderful cats. Yes. She is constantly sprinting around work. Yes. Can concur from the one time I visited. And then Chris, the office manager... He, as well, is constantly away from his desk, out on the shop floor, or an issue arises, and he, being the office manager, is the person in authority that helps to remedy the situation. Okay. So he may be at the front door greeting 
a guest. He may be on the shop floor talking to the production manager. He may be in the owner's office talking about some future endeavor. Okay. So on that side of the fence, it's kind of a good thing, at least for our company, that they're not stationary all the time to be able to answer the call. So again, I can see both sides of it. Regardless, Gail was appreciative that I was there to answer the phone and be able to give her the information she needed. But she also commented it was a little frustrating for her to reach out to multiple people before she got to me and no one was there to answer the call. Understandably. And she mentioned that being, I guess, one of her pet peeves. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it was along the lines of, in this day and age, it seems typical that no one ever answers the phone, not specifically us at our work, but in general. And I guess that scene is kind of maybe impolite. And again, she wasn't bashing us or anything like that. No, I understand. She needed some info. It took several attempts to finally get the info. She appreciated getting the info, but she commented on how the process went in order to get the info. Understandable. Which then got my wheels turning. Oh, the slow hamster wheel that it is. And I told her, you have already, don't think I didn't hear you. (laughs) I'm just trying to move on past it. (laughs) You raise smart aleck kids, they become smart aleck adults. Anyway, my gears started turning and I even told her at that moment, You just gave me an idea for a podcast episode. I was aghast. I clutched my pearls, as you say, that she was unaware we have a podcast. And so I informed her of it, and she was very interested in hearing the episode. So Gail, Steve, others at Peachtree, we hope you enjoy this episode and many, many more to follow. I was going to ask, before you had told her that you had a podcast, did she even know? Because I just want you to picture this for a moment. Let's say she's sitting in her car. It was her office, I believe. her office. Okay. You know, she's got a nice plush chair. She's got a big computer screen in front of her. There's a nice slideshow of beaches. and, And you just go, oh, that gives me an idea for a podcast episode. What podcast? Whose podcast? There's a podcast? Who's casting pods? thought you casted rods. My daughter, the dorkfish. You are in a particular mood of pestering tonight. Listen. I don't want to hear about Noah. It's you. It's not about Noah that you're being pestering. This is all Kaylee. No, listen. I saw it coming. I hear it still coming. My child. I knew it. I freaking knew it. My child started walking today. Okay. My sanity is hanging on by a piece of thread so thin you could breathe on it and it would snap. And now mine is there as well. Regardless, what she made me think of was how something intended to be polite has somehow, some way evolved into being 
impolite or rude or something like that? And how do you get from one place to another? An example that came to my mind, maybe 15, 20 years ago now, the place that I worked for sent me to Newark, New Jersey to tour a facility up there of a company that we were going to be buying some products from. Check out their process, talk to their people, you know, kind of be an in-between liaison. French lasagna? Yes, that's exactly what that means. I was having lunch at a restaurant there. I had, let's say, a burger and fries and a Diet Coke. Okay. The waitress comes back over after seeing that my Diet Coke was almost empty and asks if I would like a refill. No problem so far. And then I uttered the words, yes, ma'am. Oh. She lost her, uh, she misplaced her poo-poo, okay? You're in New Jersey. Look, I'm from the South. And this is how I was raised. These are the phrases that are ingrained into my innermost being. The look she gave me, and she informed me quite quickly, I am not a ma'am. How old do you think I am? And I didn't even realize I had said it. It was just so common. I'm thinking, I'm the customer. I'm going to be tipping you in a moment, maybe, and you are crawling all over me because I said, yes, ma'am. Apparently, it was insulting to her. Maybe she was early 20s, and I guess that is indicative of an elderly lady up there. I don't know. Regardless, I wasn't being sarcastic. I wasn't being negative in any way, I responded to her question politely, and she misplaced her poo-poo. Listen, I see that look. Hold on. Playing devil's advocate here. Of course you are. Maybe. (laughs) She was having a bad day. Maybe. Maybe she had explosive diarrhea. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop. (laughs) I just don't get it why that phrase that is intended to be polite and courteous as a response was so offensive. I understand there's a different culture above and below the Manson-Nixon line. Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said Manson like Charles, and we don't need to be anywhere near him. Yeah, that's what I said. But I actually had a similar situation happen in Texas. We went out there for a pastor's conference. The lady was taking our order. We're at a barbecue restaurant. We're looking forward to some good Texas barbecue. And she said, what will you have? We gave the food order. She said, what will you have to drink? I said, sweet tea. She cut me a look and said, we serve iced tea. Sugar's on the table. And again, I'm the customer. I don't feel as though you owe me anything, but I'm being nice to you and you're anticipating I'm going to tip you. So right off the bat, you start your attitude with me. 
I don't understand how things that are intended to be polite can be misinterpreted maybe or just totally received as an insult. Now, you, ma'am, I could understand if I had, instead of saying ma'am to her, if I had called her another term of endearment that you love. I swear to God, you <laughs> about to lose both of your kneecaps and that beard. If she said, would you like a refill? And I said, sure, heifer. I swear to God, you got about 30 <laughs> seconds. I'll give you a 30 second head start because I know that I will catch up to you. But listen, that term is comparing an individual to a bovine, to a cow. I get it where that would be insulting, even if it was meant as a joke of some description. Saying that phrase to someone you don't know, especially a female, I get it. That would be insulting. But I honestly believe she would have been less insulted if I'd called her a heifer than ma'am, just based off of her reaction. I think if I'd said, sure, heifer, that she may have given me a little sassy smirk, but I would have still had my Diet Coke refilled. But a polite yes, ma'am, got me all kinds of attitude. I don't get it. Okay. So having known a few women my age that live in the northern states, you insulted her age. Let me ask you this. Do you think it is an age thing or do you think it is a difference of culture in different parts of the country or do you think it's a combination of both? Is it an age and culture difference between an older generation in the South and a younger generation in the North? How complex does this thing get? It's simple. Up there, if you would have asked your wife, because that's where she's from, you got it in the house. So. But I say yes, ma'am, to your mother all the time, especially when she's mad. And her mother, who is from Brooklyn... When I was dating your mom, I still said yes, ma'am, to her and yes, sir, to her father. Okay, here's the thing. They were older than you. It was still the same politeness. Okay, since you brought that up, that she's older than me. If someone calls me old man, I don't think that that is a positive thing. It hurts my feelings. So if I was calling her a lady who is older than me, a term that she would receive as being insulting and indicative of being older, then why didn't she have a problem with it? I would have a problem with someone calling me old man. And if the equivalent of old woman is ma'am to their culture, why didn't that insult her? You're taking it out of context. I shall hush now and listen. Because... Granny is a significant age difference older than you. There is a 30-year age difference between you and Gran, roughly. You calling her ma'am is an obvious sign of respect. It is not saying, hey, you're an old woman. To that, it is, I am showing you an obvious sign of respect. If you were to call 
and this is from their perspective, if you were to call somebody ma'am that is younger than you or the same age, it makes them think that you think that they look real old. So where is the line then that above the line, it's respectful to say ma'am? Virginia. What's it meaning on a map? I'm talking age. You were just talking age, younger and older. Where is it then that if I say it to a younger person, it's disrespectful, but then if you get above apparently a certain age, again, it flips and becomes respectful. Why is there two different scenarios And I'm not asking you specifically to provide the answer. I'm throwing this question out to the universe, to every listener we have on the podcast. Why is the same phrase, yes, ma'am, in certain areas, in certain age groups, an insult, but the exact same phrase spoken in the exact same manner, not sarcastically, but a genuine, respectful, polite comment, then it is received as respectful and polite. Where is that twilight zone that we cross over to go from rude to polite with the exact same thing? I guess I don't understand it. And we speak to our children, Mother Kaylee. When you're speaking to Noah, you say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, to her. She's about as young as they get. She's six months old. And if she does something that's wrong and you're teaching her right from wrong, you'll say to her, no, ma'am, we don't do that. And I think that's great. You're being polite in teaching your child. If she does something really great, you'll like, yes, ma'am, good job. So if those terms are suitable for an infant and a toddler, Where does the switch get flipped for younger generation above toddler? And then it gets flipped back again for the more seasoned saints, let us say. Virginia. (laughs) Is that a lady you know or? No, that's just where the South ends. It's Virginia. Mm. So you really don't have an answer to help me with this. It's the same difference, and we're going to touch a hot-button topic, and I let you speak your piece. I let you talk for 35 minutes, according to our counter. Ma'am, the first 30 of those 35 were you giving a Noah update. Don't start with me. Bull. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. So for the last 30 minutes from your 35-minute counter, I have let you talk and say your piece. Now I'm going to say mine. Bring it. My accent's going to get real thick, and I don't apologize in advance. Just... Please keep it G-rated. Listen, I'll do my best. You got the tools to bleep me out. I'll go beep. It'll be fine. Listen, in the same thing that you can't understand and you can't grasp where the concept of ma'am becomes disrespectful, you also can't grasp the concept of where heifer becomes disrespectful because you think that it is the funniest thing to call a woman. And don't you dare start laughing because I'm about to go off today. I don't know if you remember Ricky Shorts or whatever his name was, the old bald, cruggedy looking. <laughs> Ricky Shorts? I don't know. Ricky Shorts or whatever his name was, that old bald, cruggedy muffin that looked like a dumb stub toe stuck in the mud. His name was Randy. 
and he's no longer in this realm. He has passed on. Okay, Jesus can deal with him. So a little respect for those that are no longer with us and not able to defend themselves against the wrath of Kaylee. Okay, uh, sorry, his name was Randy, the cruggedy-looking stud-toe muffin man. Y'all thought it was hilarious to call a minor teenage female a heifer. And then y'all both got offended when said minor female stood up for herself. You are remembering it differently than my remembrance. Your perception is different from my perception. Your feelings are not my feelings. What I found humorous was when he called you heifer, I saw the look in your eye. I saw the expression on your face. My grin was, buddy, you're about to get it now. And he did. I was not laughing at you. I was going to stand back and watch the fireworks. And that was my grin because you unloaded on him. And then he looked at me like, aren't you going to say something to your daughter about this? And I told him, buddy, you brought this on yourself. So your memory isn't quite as clear on the situation. It could have been you were in a state of massive rage. Lava was flowing from your ears, lasers from your eyes, spitting flames from your nostrils as you went total demonic for a moment. Total demonic in the church school. Yep. (laughs) But... He earned the response you gave, and I wasn't about to stop you. Had you been being unwarrantedly disrespectful to him, I would have shut you down. I don't think I was being disrespectful at all. If I remember correctly, I said, sir. That's my point. If I felt you were out of line in putting him in line for his disrespect to you as a lady... As a young lady under the age of 18, and more importantly, as my daughter, I would have intervened. But he popped off and he reaped the wrath. You didn't need me to step in, so I stepped back and enjoyed the show. Craggy stub toe looking muffin me. Jesus forgave him for that as well, I'm sure. My problem is that you still think it's funny to bring it up because you like to see the reaction. That's where the disrespect comes in. If you would just drop it, then it would be fine. But you love to poke the bear, just like he poked the bear. Anyway, all I'm saying, that conversation, he thought it was hilarious. He made a smart aleck response to try to get a reaction from you. But he did not anticipate the level 11 tsunami that immediately crashed upon his shores. And as for me bringing it up all these years later, you still bring up things that I just wasn't really thrilled about. And you get a chuckle out of those. This feeds back into it. Where is that line of disrespect? The line of disrespect is that you keep bringing it up all these years later. Okay. So I come in with the old man comments because I can't tell you the things that I told that cruggedy old stub toe muffin man. 
why then is it okay to call your friends derogatory names? And you know that you do it. I'm not going to say the words on the podcast. You do it as a term of endearment. You'll call one of your spooky girls on the phone or in a conversation and you will call them a phrase that if I called you that phrase, you would be offended. Okay, here's where that is. I'm listening. They know my intent. They know that I am not calling them a derogatory term in a derogatory way. 99% of the time if I call them and I say, yo, what's up, garden utensil? They know that it is a term of loving affection, and that is what the whole generation does. Okay, if you wait, I see the look in your eye and the shaking of your head, Mr. Bobbles. If you were to approach a stranger who does not know you from a crookedy muffin stub toe man and use the same terminology. Did you ever see his feet? Do you know that he even had toes? He could have been a diabetic for all we know. I'm just Listen, saying. I'm just you saying, keep referencing his anatomy. He looked <laughs> like a thumb thumb from Spy Kids. God rest his soul. He looked like a thumb thumb. Listen, if you were to approach a stranger that you don't know and say, "Yo, what up, chicken wing?" How are they supposed to react to that? They wouldn't know how to react to that. Exactly. There's all these videos online of, it's usually teenage boys in the middle of a Walmart, don't ask me why, that approach people and they're like, yo, what up, foot fetish? Yo, what up, toe jam? Yo, what up, elbow pit? And people get upset because you're coming at them and you're calling them something and they don't know you from a thumb thumb. First, I don't have a flipping (laughs) clue what a thumb thumb is and I probably don't want to know. From Spy Kids. It was the creatures that were literally like a thumb. Never watched it and don't intend to now. Prosecution's exhibit number two. Your example was with your friends because they know you. They know when you call them a derogatory name where it's coming from. That you are showing affection in calling them what Santa utters at Christmas, ho, ho, ho. Wait a minute, that was Green Giant. Sorry. (laughs) But, darling, look at me. Look at me in my eyes. I'm looking at this eye in particular. There should be no doubt whatsoever my immense love for you. Oh, I don't doubt it. I would fight hell with a water pistol for you. Would you fight a baboon for me? I would speak his language. No, no, that is not the question that I asked. And I would stand between you as he ripped my face off with his nubbly little fingers. (laughs) But on the rare occasion that I call you heifer, you know me well enough to know that I'm picking at you and that it's not to insult you. I equate that to you calling one of your friends, a hoe, they know where it's coming from. I would hope you would know where it's coming from from me. Right. I don't think you're a cow. Okay, but wait, pause. If one of them had made it known, I don't like it when you call me that. Done. Sorry I called you that. I won't ever do it again. I'll call you a chicken wing instead. 
or something else. Give you a fun nickname. Don't call him a thumb thumb. That's <laughs> There's the only stupidest one... thing I've heard. <laughs> only one other person I call a thumb thumb, and we'll, we'll keep that off the record. If one of them were to approach me and say, hey, I don't really like it when you call me a hoe. Okay, done. I have approached you 17.2 billion times and said, don't call me that. You know it upsets me. You know that it hurts my tiny little heart that is broken in my chest. Please do not call me that. And you continue to do it. That is why I continue to call you old man and crack jokes about your age. You and I both know that you have never, ever expressed your feelings to me about Heifer in the terms that you just did a few moments ago. You cut me a look. You say, I'll be dang. You call me old man. You fire back at me, but you have never sat face to face and told me, Dad, please do not ever call me that again. It hurts my feelings. It breaks my heart. Your response when I say it, and it's rare that I say it, your response is the response I would expect from picking and cutting up with each other. And so, now that it is out there for the entire universe... What do you call it in this day and age when you call someone out, put them on? Oh, you put them on blast. Yeah. Now that I've been big bad blasted for all of the podcasting world. (laughs) And I just want to say for the podcast listeners, what you hear on our podcast is real. We try to make it fun. We try to cut up. But this is a real conversation between father and daughter. And that's why this is going to not be edited out. We want you to know these are our genuine feelings. So there's your public service announcement. But I will say I do not recall of a genuine heartfelt conversation where you told me without any picking and cutting up and and humor involved. Volcanic eruptions. Don't ever call me that again, please. It genuinely hurts my feelings. Now that I know, I won't. And if I slip up a few years from now accidentally, please forgive me. That's okay. I'll just I'll just think it's your dementia. It's fine. Shut up, you <laughs> almost made me say it. <laughs> I'm just saying that was my last dig. You got yours last in. I got mine last in. It's done. Ain't nobody gonna say old man again in reference to you. Ain't nobody gonna say heifer again in reference to me or my mama. Skeezer. <laughs> you dirty, lying, cheating, thumb thumb. That's what I'm talking about. We can play with names. Wait, wasn't Skeezer that lady in that movie with Dolly Parton and... Uh, um... That was Skeeter. I'm, I'm glad you knew what movie I was talking about because I can't remember that other lady's name. I just remember she had to have juice while Dolly Parton was doing her hair. Wasn't that like Magnolias? Was that still Magnolias? Steel Magnolias, I think that's what it was. Oh, I've never seen that movie. I don't know. Then how do you know what she was being called when Dolly was drinking juice? Because Dolly Parton is the queen of TikTok right now, and all of her old movie clips keep popping up randomly. Oh, I guess I was unaware of that. What if someone called Dolly a female bovine? Oh, they would not live to see the rest (laughs) of the afternoon. So, 
podcast listeners. Thank you for listening. Please take a moment to like this episode. Please take a moment to share this episode with anyone that you think may enjoy our podcast. And go ahead and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. It only takes just a moment, and it really helps us out. But over and above that, we genuinely need your feedback on this volatile conversation about how something that is intended to be polite interpreted as an insult. I genuinely don't know how that flips back and forth. I'm sincerely curious because logically it just doesn't click with me. It's okay to say yes, ma'am, to this demographic in this area, and then it shifts into being an absolute insult, and then it shifts back. I don't get it. Uh, I just, I just want to throw this out there for you. Nothing that millennials or Gen Z do makes sense to anybody. It's because you dropped it on the Oregon Trail, I guess. Yeah, it's my fault. I dropped it on the Oregon Trail. Just me. Do you know what kind of animals they use to pull them wagons across the Oregon Trail? Kidney beans. Kidney beans are animals? I don't know. Cows, cows, cows. They make the world go around. They make a funny sound. They go. Moo, 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 moo. Boy cows are called. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I almost led you there. No. Hey, speaking of cows, though, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. What do you call a cow with no ears? Doesn't matter. He's not going to hear you. Well, d- d- bye. <laughs> bye, Thumb Thumb. Just take all my cow jokes and run. You have just hurt my heart. You don't even know what a Thumb Thumb is. But I know it's bad. And <laughs> not necessarily bad. It's just a... You told me it was. It's just a, a way of looking. Now I can't even look at either of my hands without feeling insulted. (laughs) Join us again next week here at the dinner table. Don't be a thumb thumb. You're a pinky pinky. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Your viewpoint is just as important as ours. So let us hear what you think, either on our Facebook or Instagram, or by emailing us at dtdpodcasts at gmail.com. New episodes are available each week on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 